Welcome in, everyone, to the Disaster in Paris podcast, a.k.a. another U.S. Meltdown in the Ryder Cup podcast. I'm your host, Trenton Dashner, along with my other co-host, Robert Larkin, and today we're going to be dissecting what was the disaster at the U.S. at the Ryder Cup this year in Paris at Le Golf National. The U.S. got shellacked again on foreign soil. They lost 17.5 to 10.5 to the Europeans. U.S. has not won a Ryder Cup on foreign soil since 1993. That's 25 years ago, which is insane to think about. The uh, U.S. had a pretty favorable team coming in. They had some of the best players um, you know, in the world playing well at the right time. Um, Tiger, notably, coming off a win the week prior, and yet you know, they come out you know, playing the course like a $3 violin, as David Faraday likes to say. So... We'll just jump right into our initial reactions, Robert. What was your initial take on just what happened in Paris? Well, uh, Trent, when you say a disaster, I think that is very uh, the most appropriate way to put it. I have a lot of crow, and I'm sure to eat, as, and I'm sure we'll get into it over the next 10 or so minutes. But my initial thoughts are, uh, I guess, where do you go from here if you're the United States? How do you rebound from a task force that didn't really work. Um, <laughs> do you make an, an army for the next one? I don't really know where you go from here. I mean, uh, the Americans all week look disjointed, didn't know what they were doing, um, looked lost on the golf course, didn't play with the emotion that we, uh, we expected coming in. Uh, the hero, Patrick Reed, went from, I guess, hero to villain in this <laughs> course of three days, and we'll jump into that, I'm sure, but I guess the main question for me would be, where do they go from here? I don't know where um, the captains will take this team in the next four to six years, but it's going to be interesting to see how the future American captains handle uh, this kind of bunch that is mixing in a lot of new guys that need to come closer together over the next couple of years. Yeah, and one of the kind of underwhelming or just kind of underlying points that people were talking about with the you know, U.S. Ryder Cup team was that, you know, they didn't have a lot of great drivers of the golf ball on their team. You know, Tiger, for example, and Jordan, for example, are, you know, two statistically guys who are not very good at hitting fairways in the Golf National. It's a very narrow course, so that was something. And, you know, the European team, a lot of those guys are, are pretty good drivers of the ball. So, like, that was kind of a – like, even though the U Americans had all these talented players, there was, you know, the, the setup was not ideal for them. So maybe that may be um, played a factor. But, yeah, to your point, like, you know, once again, these guys, you know, a bunch of individuals trying to masquerade as a team. <laughs> when when it, on the European side, it really doesn't feel um, like that at all. So I guess we'll just kind of dive in here. And obviously there was a lot of uh, post-Ryder Cup just, you know, shenanigans drama. that yeah. went on, <laughs> we drama can dive and everything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, I mean, we can get started with that. Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson allegedly got into a fight, and Patrick Reed gets in a New York Times interview calling people out. What did you make of all that? I guess my, the funniest thing to me is how is it that um, we've been led this line the entire, I guess, year and even prior to this year that Brooks and DJ were great friends, <laughs> and then we have two of the biggest guys getting in a fight in the European locker room, let mm -hmm. alone the American one. So I, I guess, I mean, this is par for the course, no pun intended, for this American team. I mean, we were all led to believe that this is going to be a happy bunch full of talented players that was seemingly going to run a, an, an era of dominance mm -hmm. for the American team for the next couple of years. But 
Uh, to be honest, I see it more of the same of what I've seen from the U.S. Ryder Cup team in my entire lifetime, which is just a bunch of individuals not coming together for not able to put their egos aside for a couple uh, days. And I mean, the results showed. And I think that I mean, I, a lot of it I don't believe is uh, I believe a lot of this can be repaired. I mean, I just think tensions were, tensions were uh, running a little high after a disappointing week, certainly for DJ and uh, Brooks, and I'm sure Patrick Reed as well, as you know, one of the most fiery <laughs> competitors on tour. <laughs> certainly polarizing that Patrick Reed guy. I mean, there's a reason no one cheered him walking up the fairway at Augusta back yeah, in, in the <laughs> April. Moment. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, you you look at these guys, and we were all kind of like like as you kind of touched on there for a second, we were all led to believe that, oh, you know, this team is so great, you know, they're going to walk into Paris and win, and, you know, it, no big deal. But, you know, there's serious, like, flaws with just how they operate, like the, like a bunch of egos on this team. Like Patrick Reed, call, you know, is in a New York Times story, you know, hours later calling out Jordan Spieth, basically. Then, you know, the next day the New York Post has a story coming out where an anonymous guy is saying, you know, Reed is full of it. But then, you know, Kepka and DJ, two guys who work out together, you know, <laughs> yeah. or do all this stuff together, you know, they're fighting allegedly after, after or, or getting into a scuffle, we should say, after this thing. So, you know, it's just, at the end of the day, you look at all this stuff and you think, man, it's like, it's no wonder these guys, mm-hmm. you know, get their um, butts handed to them, you know, so often in this Ryder Cup. And it was the most lopsided loss in 2006. Um and you look at on the European side, you've got a bunch of guys who just seem to really enjoy each other. They celebrate like crazy with each other. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood was getting the you know the weird Iceland <laughs> skull chant yeah. going with the crowd. Yeah. You know they're just all having fun with each other. And you know it's just like, man, how come the U.S. Um, can't act like that? Yeah. You know? And while I pose this question for you, Trent, and I, I mean I think we both agree on this point, and this is mainly uh, for the listeners, but we can talk course design and we can talk about. Um, this team losing steam after pl- I mean the entire team for the U.S. played a pretty loaded schedule I would mm-hmm. say yeah uh, throughout the r- the year um, and played it well too. and yeah and played it really well but I think we can both agree uh, that this fault or this huge massive defeat was not the result of a course design or right. guys running out of steam I'm sure those those played a factor in it but we can both I think we both agree that the main reason for this is a lack of cohesion among the Americans that I don't know how they're going to repair it. Absolutely. And, you know, you hear about all these task forces that, you know, we, we were talking about before this, we got on this thing, you hear about these task forces with, you know, the U.S. and they've got like, you know, 12 different guys that are all having a hand in this and they're all <laughs> going out to dinner with each other. And it's like, you, you, you never hear anything about that with Europe. There's no task force talk, you know. There's there's none of this hoopla over that, you know. It's just like, it just feels like with Europe, every single time the Ryder Cup comes around, it's like, all right, we got our guys, we'll show up, and let's play ball. You know, even when Europe was, you know, severely outgunned, I thought, in the Ryder Cup two years ago, I mean, they still yeah. gave up a, you know, a decent fight, I thought, you mm-hmm. know, even over in Minnesota, mm. but... I mean, yeah, they just kind of, they, they've got their guys, they all appreciate each other, they love playing with each other in this thing, and they all kind of rally around that European flag, and they get out there, and it's just like, all right, you know, let's go play. Whereas America, you know, you listen to these guys talk, and it's just like, you know, it sounds like some science yeah. to winning this thing. It's like, you know, golf is a simple game at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of it, a lot of it's, I mean, a lot of it is, uh, I like the emphasis on the Ryder Cup. It's one of the most fun events right. to watch in the course of the year, but... 
maybe this is all resulting from a pressure or a hype they're building around mm-hmm. it, and these guys all think they need to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, um, a lot of guys in that room want to be that. I mean, you go from guys with egos like Phil and uh, Patrick, but to a certain extent, you know, Justin and Jordan and mm-hmm. those guys want to be that too. So maybe that has to do with it. I don't really know um, how, what is going to happen over here. Like I've been keep reiterating the fact I'm just in stunned disbelief when we're recording yeah. this th- a couple weeks after this has actually happened. And, and maybe it's just a simple fact, you know, maybe this is the larger point here. Is it just as simple as the fact that the European players are way less egotistical than some of the American guys and just they'll naturally bond with each other that way. I mean, that cannot be overstated, I think, when it comes to these team events. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that uh, there has to be a value on, um, you know, companionship and Mm -hmm. uh, teammates. That has to take uh, full priority during the week. And, I mean, there's all these, you know, guys who are assigned to go get the team whatever they want, like guys from running and assistant captains. But, I mean, you could have all the assistant captains you want. But when it comes to (laughs) – There's way too many these days. (laughs) When it comes down to it, it all comes down to who's on the golf course and Mm -hmm. who's playing with one another. I mean, you have bickering from Patrick and Jordan over playing partners. And at the end of the day, you just got to accept your role in the team. And Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of the guys on the American team are really struggling with that, in my opinion. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of finger pointing on the American side. You know, the fact that these guys are complaining so much over who gets paired with one another. It's like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you you guys are all decent buddies, I would think, off the course. Just be happy to be there. Right. Um, We'll wrap up very quickly. Will the Americans win? Will they win in Europe next time? Very quickly. Uh, I'm going to go with... It's a uh, long ways off. Yeah, it's a long ways <laughs> off. A lot of things will happen. I will say talent prevails. I think mm-hmm. they have a good run coming up, and they'll figure it out in the next couple of years. Well, thanks for listening in. We'll see if the Americans can rebound. Uh, this has been another Ryder Cup disaster podcast for the USA. <laughs>